Hello Life Changers, thank you so much for joining us. We have got an amazing word for you, so why don't you lean in, grab a notebook and pen, and get ready for what God has to say to you today. Good morning, good morning, and Happy New Year. It's so lacquer to be here with everybody. Nerve-wracking, but lacquer. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to, like Brett said, um, introduce myself. My name is Jared. You'll learn a little bit more about my story as I share this message with you today. Today, the, the 8th of January, 2023. Can you believe it? It's already here. We're back to the grindstone. Um, everything we worked a whole year for, all the rest, the relaxation, the Christmas feasts, it's all gone. Well, <laughs> most of it. These didn't fit like skinnies before Christmas lunch. Um, but it's over and we're back or we're getting back. And I don't want to paint a picture of doom and gloom, but for a lot of people, that's the reality. Um, we, we, we're eight days in and we don't, know, we don't have a hope of how we're going to survive the next 357. Some quick maths. Yes, 357. And that can be terrifying. But two weeks ago, I was watching that classic Christmas movie, the one where the guy in the white vest drops down the chimney and saves Christmas from the West German terrorists who are trying to blow up the Nakatomi Plaza. I'm talking, of course, about the iconic Christmas story, Die Hard. <laughs> Quiz night with Shelley. <laughs> and so, and there's a moment where our hero's feet are all cut up and he's out of ammo and his wife is, has been taking, taken hostage and John McClane looks himself in the mirror and he says to himself, Come on, John. You got this. <laughs> it's supposed to be less Clint Eastwood, more Bruce Willis, but it's fine. Come on, John. You've got this. And if I'm honest, for a lot of my life, that was my story. It was me looking at me, telling me, come on, Jared, you've got this. But I didn't believe it because it was me. And me has a track record of getting me into some pretty terrible messes. Um, quick story, I was blind, but now, I'm uh, but now I can see, as cliche as it sounds. And even as I stumbled around in the darkness, I had one of God's most amazing blessings in my life. She'd go on to become my amazing wife. She's sitting over there in the Life Changes Yellow. <laughs> and this year we've been married for 10 years. <laughs> God's strength must be with this woman. Um, and we've been, we've been a couple since I was 17. And so when Gabe asked me to talk this morning, despite how anxious and how sweaty it makes me to be up here, I didn't hesitate to say yes, because God's, it's, it's a privilege to share God's word with all of you, but God's word, if you ask Kish, has, has worked in our lives. It's turned it all around. And so we'll pray in a moment, but right now I just want to pray that his word speaks to you today, because his word really brings Hope. I, I make these mottos every year. They're terrible, rhymey things. Um, last, last year's was 2022, i got to be honest with you. Went okay. This year's is a little bit better. It's 2023, my hopes in you, Lord, not me. Oh, that's good. That's good feedback. <laughs> And so that's where my hope is, in the, is for 2023, in God. And I'll tell you why. 
A quick story. Last time I was up here, Scott um, gave a little bit of an intro about me and explained a little bit of my advertising career. I used to say I'd done well. Now I say I've been blessed. That's a joke to an atheist, but it's the truth to a Christian. Um, and so a, a couple of years ago, I was um, voted the number one writer, advertising writer in the country. And uh, I even have this T-shirt to prove it. It's hideous. It's, it's my wife's sleeping shirt now. Um, and uh, to, to everybody looking on, I was doing great. I was on a great, great path towards great, great things. But the truth is, behind the curtain, I was an absolute mess. Um, absolutely everything was sacrificed at the altar of me. My time, my talent, my thoughts. And I know in the present sense and in the eternal sense, it was killing me, slowly. Um, and so I, I was running like Jonah from God's love and instruction. I was ignoring his messages, uh, and I was responding instead to, to, to temptation, to sin, to be honest. Anyway, I don't have time to share the whole story with you today. And to be frank, it's not the point I want to leave you with this morning. Um, it's the opposite, in fact, because I've jotted down some lines from a journal I used to keep at the time. I'm going to read them to you quickly. I wrote, I'm completely lost and I'm too exhausted to keep running. I've wrestled control of my life into my own hands and I might as well have taken a sledgehammer to it all. But I believe I had to get this low in order to surrender and to look back up and see the one above it all. That clarity didn't come from me. I know it's now. Order gives away how much you're shaking. Anyway. <laughs> Remember when I wrote this to the outside world, it looked amazing. I was killing it. And so I want to remind you today that whether you're riding high or whether you're in the deepest hole, if your only hope is in you or the world around you, you don't know what hope is. The reason I agreed to share this message today is because I carry 1 Peter 3.15 deep in my heart. It reads, but in your heart set apart Christ as Lord and always be ready to give a reason to everyone who asks for the reason for the hope that is in you. And today I want to tell you my reason for hope. Because as we write our New Year's resolutions, as we make promises to ourselves, as we make promises to our families and to our futures, promises to step away from the bad and step into the good, what are we basing, what, what is our hope in for achieving those things? What is your hope in for 2023? I said that I'm a, I'm a writer and any writer would tell you that if you're going to write well, you have to read. That means I read a lot, uh, old and new, so bear with me, but this is an old poem. I met a traveler from an antique land who said, two vast and trunkless legs of stone stand in the desert. Near them on the sand half sunk a shattered visage lies, whose frown and wrinkled lip and sneer of cold command tell that its sculpture well those passions read, which yet survive stamped on these lifeless things. The hand that mocked them, the heart that fed. On the pedestal the words appear, my name is Ozymandias, Look upon my works, ye mighty, and despair. Nothing beside remains round the decay of that colossal wreck. Boundless and bare, the lone and level sands stretch far away. Nothing beside remains. If our only hope of success is in us, 
How much are we fooling ourselves that our individual acts can have lasting meaning? You could write a book about it. In fact, the author of Ecclesiastes did. Go read it. Meaningless, meaningless, meaningless. And on that note, that's my intro. <laughs> Just kidding. Can we pray? Father God, I thank you for all of these people here today. I thank you for the tenacity of their faith. I pray that you fill them up again. I pray that you give us a lasting hope that will far outlast just a year, just 2023. Holy Spirit, I pray that you open your word to us today so that we can see the eternity in it. And we pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so my, the title of my message today is not the lame rhyme. It's actually a new hope for a new year. Settle down, Star Wars fans. Um, okay. so, we, we, we look at these things, and um, I just quickly want to chat about New Year's resolutions. I looked into them a little bit more. Bear with me, a little bit more research. The first ever recorded resolution was written by a woman named Anne Halkett on the 2nd of January, 1671. And it's a goodie. She was Scottish, so I'll try this, see how it goes. She wrote, I will not offend anymore. It's perfect for the era of social media, <laughs> where offense lies all around us like landmines. Um, okay, something a bit more up to date. I also looked up South Africa's top three resolutions from last year. Our first one was we wanted to eat healthier. We wanted to resist unhealthy foods. Our second one was that we wanted to be more independent. Sounds like a parents of four-year-olds. <laughs> number three, we wanted to be more confident. Actually, number three was we wanted to get off the ESCOM grip, but come on, people. <laughs> now, none of those things individually are bad, necessarily. But can you hear the echo of me, me, me in them? And so I had to reconcile those with our resurrection truth. Because 2 Corinthians 5.17 tells me that if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. So we have to take that new creation and res resolve it against these me, me, me's. And so I looked at scripture and I, I found a man chasing after God's own heart who lived and succeeded in a foreign kingdom by making three resolutions. So if you've got your Bible with you, turn to this, the book of Daniel, the story of Daniel. Uh, we'll be in and around chapters 1 to 3. To give you a quick intro, Daniel's living in Babylon. Israel's been captured and enslaved, and the king, Nebuchadnezzar, is on the hunt for the best and brightest in the land. And so he sends out his advisors to, to find them, even among the slave nation, Israel. And so then his plan is, he's going to erase their identity, and... Um, He's going to, in fact, have all of their excellence reflect on Babylon. And so that would mean their philosophy, their language, their literature. And if you read between the author's lines, that also means their God. So they were going to be immersed in the practices of Babylon. And it could have been the lap of luxury. It could have, they were the wealthiest nation in the region. And it could have been an easy ride if they would just submit their time, their talent, their thoughts, all sacrificed to the king. And so Daniel chooses to make three resolutions to go against this, to oppose this. His three resolutions are 
to resist, to not depend on himself or the riches of Babylon, and to place his confidence in something far greater than himself. And as I go through them, I, I don't think it's going to be hard to see who he was placing his faith in to achieve it all. Resolution number one. Daniel resolves to resist the world around him in favor of God. It sounds a little bit like our resolution from last year, we want to eat healthier. How? By resisting unhealthy foods. We've got to resist the sweet cupboard. So in Daniel 1.8, it says, Daniel resolved not to defile himself with the royal food and wine. Context, they would have all been brought into this, this court and everything would have been laid on. Gold leaf sushi, like think saints, that whole story about town and a million rand table. It's like that level. But... Daniel asks if he can, he asks the chief official for permission not to defile himself with any of this in any way. So if you've ever been on an eating plan you take, and taken your pre-packed healthy meal with you to a function, everybody else is smashing spicy wings and flings and lint, and you're hiding in a corner munching on steamed broccoli or something. You feel uncomfortable. You stand out. <laughs> I've done it. It's not, not wise. Not a plan for 2023. But you're doing it because you're striving towards a goal. And so Daniel knew that this king's feast was blessed in the temple of another god. And so he, he resolved to just resist it. He got, uncomfortable with being, he got comfortable with being uncomfortable. And if you followed Goliath Must Fall last year, you will know how convicting Louis Giglio's warning about comfort was. Because every... <laughs> Every, every day we make decisions, either to stand out or to fit in. And each of those decisions is a tiny stepping stone, building a path leading in a direction. So this year, what path are we building? Are we building the path to momentary, momentary satisfaction? Momentary temptation? Is our path leading to momentary comfort? Or is it leading to the one that 2 Corinthians 1.3 says, is the God of all comfort. Number two, Daniel resolves to depend on God. Remember independence on our list last year? At the time, while this is going on in these early chapters, the king's having a terrifying dream. And so he calls all his magicians and his mystics and his advisors, his wise men in, and he tells them to give him the meaning of the dream. The catch is, he won't tell them the dream. So... <laughs> So not too unreasonably, they respond in Daniel 2.10, there is not a man on earth who can do what the king asks. No king's ever asked such a thing. It's too difficult. And here's the bit to get excited about. In the very next verse, they say, no one can reveal it to the king except the gods, but they don't walk among men. I love reading the Old Testament because we've seen the plot twist coming. We've read ahead. We've, we've skipped a few seasons. Our God did come to live among men. Being a little sidetracked. Um, the, their reply may have annoyed the king a little bit because he makes a decree to have all the magicians and the wise men in the, in the nation executed. And so the passage tells us that he, he actually he calls all of them together and he's about to have them executed. But Daniel hears this and... He decides he's got this. No, not even close. First, he calls his closest friends together and he begs them to pray to the God of heaven. Then he himself worships the God of heaven. 
and then he makes an arrangement to have a meeting with the king. When last did you do that? I, I can't tell you when last I did that. To first get people to pray for your decision. Then to worship God because you are so confident that he's going to come through for you. And then you do the thing you want to plan. His dependence was on the God of heaven from the get-go. This is January 2023. This is the get-go. Where's your dependence? Number three, God's resolu uh, Daniel's resolution is to place his confidence in God alone. And so now, now the king wants to kill all the wise men. I wouldn't put my hand up and say, I'm a wise man at this point. But, but Daniel says, hey, I've got the answer. God has told me what your dream means and what your dream is. The workplace equivalent today for me would be me standing in front of a board of a multi-million rand brand and saying, God's told me what your business problem is and how to solve it. I don't know if I'd have Daniel confidence in front of my Nebuchadnezzar. But this is what Daniel says. He repeats what the others have said. He agrees with them because it's the truth. And then he lets them in. He lets the king in on his secret. Daniel 2, 27 to 28, he says, No wise man, enchanter, diviner, or magician can explain to the king the mystery he asks about. But the God in there is a God in heaven who reveals mysteries. From the first moment, Daniel's confidence is in God. Not men, not himself, not star signs, not good luck. In God. And so he places all of his confidence in God before he, and gives all the glory to God before he's even given the king the answer. Spoiler alert, Daniel's right. And it brings amazing honor to his God, to our God. And he doesn't just survive Nebuchadnezzar. He survives two other kings in that kingdom. He thrives in those kingdoms because he put all of his confidence and dependence in God first. Three resolutions from Daniel to resist what doesn't honor our God, to depend on nothing but God, and to place our confidence for victory in God. These three resolutions that he placed, he didn't, he didn't base his hope in Daniel or in Jared or in John McLean. He based them, his hope for all of it in God, the Lord of heaven. And I know that honestly, some of you are probably sitting there thinking, Man, it is the 8th of January, 2023. You said it, and you're giving me three more things to do this year. And I know, I, we're exhausted. But I suggest that it's because year after year, and I've done it, we place our hope in ourselves, or in our finances, or in politicians, or in our jobs. I've been there. I've done that. I literally got the T-shirt. <laughs> and it left me empty. It left me in deep, deep trouble because my hope was in me and that hope failed. Now I've put my hope in something that can save me, that can sustain me. Hope that has not, ask me about it, I'll make the time and will not fail me. So my hope was in the wrong place. But if we remember that poem, honestly, I nicked it from a Christian speaker I was reading. But Ozymandias, it's a weird name, so I looked it up. And it turns out that Ozymandias was the throne name for King Ramses II. Still, not much. Okay. Jared, you're boring. Um, until I say that almost all scholars agree that Ramses II was one and the same as the Pharaoh of Exodus. 
And so Ozymandias' statue lies shattered and forgotten. The Pharaoh's statue lies shattered and forgotten in a desert somewhere. His name's a footnote in my study Bible. One more name in a long line of people who tried to oppose the hope that the great I am gives his people. God foreshadowed his ultimate plan in Daniel. His plan to walk among the world, to die in the world, and to be hope for the world. When you walk with God and you see him come through time and time again, and his provision sticks time and time again, you can't run from who scripture tells you he is. Then you have real hope. In Romans 15, 13, Paul writes, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him. Did you hear that? As. It's not after when you're beating yourself up about the resolutions, when you snuck off to the sweet cupboard, or before when you're trying to work out your own resolutions during, day by day. How or why? So that you may overflow with hope. It's not just hope for hope's sake. It's hope so that we are hopeful and then other people see hope in us and ask why, ask where, where'd that come from? But we don't have to do it alone because John 15, 26 says we do this through the helper that the Father has sent us. We do this in the strength of the Holy Spirit because I can't get to hope any other way. I can't think my way there. I can't pep talk my way there in a mirror. I can't meditate my way there. I can't medicate my way there. All of that can help, but it's not going to get me all the way to hope. If I'm going to give you the reason for the hope that is in me, I'm going to tell you my Jesus story. I'm going to beg you, if you're in the deepest hole you've ever been in, to join me, submit, sacrifice it all, and look in the only direction that you have left, up to the one above it all. I don't want to John McLean it. I don't want to be beaten and bruised and sit there and think I'm my best hope. That's terrifying. I want, to, I want to say confidently, whether I shout it in my strength or whether I whimper it in my weakness, come on, Jesus, you've got this. Because he hasn't let me down. So I'm going to ask you in a moment to all close your eyes. And if you want a resolution, if you need a resolution that can help you resist the things that are hurting you, that you can depend on, and that you can place ultimate confidence in, then pray a prayer to the God who will help you walk in the truth of resurrection. Because Paul tells us that Christ says, my grace is sufficient for you, my power is made perfect in your weakness. He, he says, therefore, I'll boast all the more gladly in my weakness, so that Christ's power may rest on me. 2 Corinthians 12, 9. I love that. Because I don't boast in this t-shirt because it reminds me of my strength. I boast in it because it reminds me of my weakness. Number one in the queue of people who needed God. My, my greatest victory in life has been surrendering to God. That's counterintuitive. That's God's economy. And so... I'm going to ask you to just close your eyes for a moment and pray with me. 
And then after that, we'll sing a song of worship. And then I want you to find someone who can help you pray to the one that you can put all your hope in. Let's pray. Father God, the God who is and who was and who is to come, perfecter of the imperfect, strength to the weak, help me, please. I've been running so far. I'm so exhausted. And now I want to walk in your way, Father. I surrender it all to you, Lord God, above it all. And now we each pray, 2023, Father God, my hope is in you, Lord, not me. Lift your eyes to the Lord and let him show you his glorious life, his glorious life-sustaining hope. In the name of Jesus, our Savior, amen. Thank you so much for joining us. If you'd like to take your next step or find out what is happening in the life of the church, head over to our website or follow us on social media. Cheers.